let you know what's going on there. A demonstration began yesterday evening in Washington, D.C., or Monday evening, rather, to protest the shooting of the the guy in Wisconsin and that whole story, which we're going to get into a little more later and what happened in Kenosha last night. Um, But the protest in Washington, D.C., it's wound its way through two of Washington, D.C.'s entertainment districts where they got, you know, movies and this and that, or uh, movie theaters and this and that, most of it closed, but the restaurants are kind of open. And they started targeting diners and a tactic that has triggered a backlash online among uh, people on the left and right. The crowd of protesters confronted a woman seated at a table in this particular video, and there are several videos out there because they did this to a whole bunch of different people. But the crowd of protesters confronted a woman seated at a table outside a restaurant and demanded that she raise her fist in a show of solidarity. They all have their fists in the air. And that's some sort of I'm sad that I'm white uh, gesture. Right. This is almost entirely a white crowd, by the way, of people screaming at white people to join them in self-flagellation. Right. It's it's weird. Uh, white silence is violence, protesters chanted, as you can hear there, quite angrily. With white fists in the silence air. is violence. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't do anything, you're committing an act of violence. Therefore, they can v- be violently confrontational to you. They can punch you in the face. That is their logic. Footage of the incident went viral. Conservatives and liberals alike agreed that the confrontational tactic was a misstep. Now, uh, this is from the Washington Post. I have not heard a lot of liberals uh, uh, condemning this. Maybe I haven't been on the right feeds. I've, I've seen quite a few of... Everybody the, should be condemning it. This Everybody. Is a, this is a gift to Trump, a lot of those sort of things. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about some that. Some good analysis. Um, uh, David French, uh, who's a man of the right, tweeted out, This is one bullying, two pathetic, three dangerous, and four utterly destructive and counterproductive to the protesters' professed aims... Unless confrontation is the only purpose. Well, I think that's where you're missing the boat, David French, and many others. David, if you're listening, again, to go over some ground from the other day, they put their targets in a decision dilemma where there are no good options. You can sit there and get screamed at and terrified, or you can stand up and fight for yourself, and then your reaction becomes the story. They're doing it intentionally. They're Marxists. So... Check out the videos at armstrongandgetty.com, but, you know, to describe it, because you have to understand what it looked like. In a couple of different situations, there was a couple eating. It was a man and a woman, and they're sitting there at the table, and people are in their face, like, bent over their face six inches from theirs as they're trying to eat, screaming, Raise your hand! Raise your hand! I mean, just screaming with the bulging veins in their face. You would think you're going to be killed by a mob. If you didn't think that, well, you would think that. Well, God help you if you stand up for yourself. You might be killed by the mob. And so the guy takes down his mask and tries to talk to her. I couldn't hear what what he's saying. He's trying to talk to her in like calm terms and like putting his hand like, you know, I'm just trying to eat or whatever he's saying. Yeah. Like, And they're just screaming him. And then he puts his mask back up again. And then, put your mask back up, MF! I mean, just screaming at this guy because he won't put his fist in the air. Um, this woman uh, in the other video, she doesn't put her fist in the air. She, You can actually hear her say... I agree with you, but I'm not going to put my fist in the air. You know, a lot of us just have a natural uh, inclination to want to resist a mob telling us how we have to act. Oh, yeah, for good reason. Um, Yeah. You see the video of an older lady saying, no, I'm not going to, and they beat her down? I'm not sure where that was. might have been Portland. Um, she, she wouldn't do it. So somebody tweeted out to Frederick K., whoever this is. Well, it's a blue check mark, so he's somebody. Um... 
uh, quoting a journalist from Deadspin magazine who said, I can't understand why she was the only diner in the area who wouldn't comply. What was in you that you couldn't do this? They asked the diner. Why wouldn't you comply? So there's there's something wrong with you. If you won't, out of fear, raise your hand for some, I don't even understand why I'm raising my fist. You told me to, and you look like you're going to kill me if I don't. Right. Um, is is really weird. It's some uh, A response to that on Twitter was, well, maybe she didn't like being yelled at. Maybe she was just hungry and wanted to finish her meal. I support BLM, says this tweeter, but I've got news for the Deadspin magazine today. I wouldn't comply in that situation either. These tactics do nothing but hurt the movement. Amen. Way to go. Um, Good for you. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Um, I, have I might a... just raise my fist so I can get the hell out of there. Uh, dying, dying in at the floor of a restaurant doesn't do me any good. It, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy atmosphere though. That I mean, we don't have people at the highest level saying this cannot continue. Yep, yep, and it will get Trump reelected too in a landslide. Oh, perhaps. those videos got more votes for Trump than anything that'll happen at the convention this week, right? Got this note from a retired Marine living in Las Vegas. We were at a local casino, saw a group of black youths confronting customers and demanding to know their position on Black Lives Matter. You could see the customers were scared. They didn't confront me. I guess it's because I wear a retired USMC hat and mask. I notified the casino staff, saw them go off and, and looking for them. So the roving gangs of young militants demanding to know your attitude. Why? Are you just taking a poll, or are you going to do something to me if you don't like my attitude? That is now catching on, city after city after city. Very nice. So, uh, taking in a bunch of different podcasts on this, I was listening to Jordan Peterson, I was listening to uh, Professor Lindsay talking about all this sort of stuff, the Marxism, the you know the, the uh, critical uh, uh, race, race theory, theory all yeah. this different stuff here. And, and how they've done such a good job of, and, you know, People have to go along with it, but idiots are going along with the idea that speech is violence. So speech can be an act of violence. Destroying a building, which, according to the law, is violence, mm-hmm. um, is not violence. Beating someone down. So yeah, the throwing media, a brick at a cop. So a lot of the media is going along with the idea that violent actions are not violence. That's a protest. It, you know, you've seen all the headlines, peaceful protests. You burnt down a building. There are cops in the hospital. There right. are people in the hospital. How's that a peaceful protest? you got oldsters who wander by who get beat down. That's not violence. Right. Speech is violence. Redefining terms in a way that I read in Orwell's books, but, like, didn't really get. I mean, I thought, how would this happen? Well, you thought he was stretching it yeah. to make the point. Yeah, like it was yeah. a metaphor. Right. No, it's actually happening. Yeah. They've redefined the word violence to where you can punch me in the face and call it Self-defense? A protest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I could say words, and you call that violence. Well, and the point I often make is that the reason for that is you can perpetrate violence to respond to violence in every legal system on Earth. If you are attacked physically, you may defend yourself physically. And so they're trying to twist the language so that speech is violence. You said something I don't like, so I get to smash your head. Because speech is violence. And now it's gone a further step to silence is violence. Non-compliance with our Marxist rhetoric is violence. So we get to smash your face and your wife's too and your little kids too. So Your snot-nosed kid, to quote Joe Lockhart on CNN. So this group of protesters, whatever you want to call it, it's a mob. This angry mob went from restaurant to restaurant. Is there no... 
hey, I'm a restaurant owner. There's a mob here scaring the hell out of the people buying food in my restaurant. They're terrorizing. They're terrorizing tax Do the police not show up and stop them from going to the next restaurant? They're just allowed to go throughout the evening from restaurant to restaurant, scaring the hell out of people. Yeah. What kind of society is this? Terrorizing the populace. I would have never believed this could happen. Nope. In America. Nope. Making people kneel on the street. And agree to whatever it is you're making them agree to. And as we mentioned earlier, Barack Obama would not put up with it. No way. He didn't put up with it in Ferguson, Missouri. He sent the National Guard. But now we do put up with it? And and by the way, the Trump administration is not, quote-unquote, putting up with it. They're saying, we will send the Guard, and the governors and the mayors are saying, no, don't. It's a sick it's time. It's scary, man. Yeah, it is. You know... So it's you, happening slowly, but I think more and more people are waking up to the 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 truth that has been so deliberately obscured by our nation's media and politicians that there are violent, militant Marxists about. They've employed some of the useful idiots, suburban kids, who get all fired up because they think they're fighting for justice, but the people behind this know precisely what they're doing. And the professional militants, the Marxists, have arrived in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and set it ablaze and, and are perpetrating the acts of violence now. CNN, for instance, which is really a force for evil in this country, um, are still <laughs> calling it protesters. Even though it's Black Bloc, it's Antifa, it's uh, the other militant Marxist organizations are now showing up to to catch some of the energy of the the protesters in Kenosha, and commit their violence. Yeah, as it says, I'm looking at this uh, from the Washingtonian, whatever that is, uh, in a scene that played out several times Monday at different restaurants, Black Lives Matter protesters confronted white diners at D.C. restaurants chanting white silence of violence and demanding they show their solidarity. Multiple restaurants playing out over hours, and there's no law enforcement to stop that from happening. White silence is violence. How do you think that restaurant owner is going to vote? I know D.C. is very, very blue, but nobody's going to keep these people out of my restaurant. And who's going to go back to that restaurant or go back down to that area and eat again until this all gets settled? Forget it. No, not a chance. Yeah. And anybody who was thinking about it this weekend, no way you're going down there, especially with your kids. No way. The reaction to this is going to be if the poll numbers were starting to move in the direction of. Uh, crime is now almost equal, uh, you know, the unrest in the cities is almost equal with the COVID as a concern. Mm-hmm. It's going to surpass COVID in the next couple of months with these videos that, like, came out yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Well, and listen, I don't want to sound like the uh, racist, anti-racist lunatics, but all that's required for evil to triumph is the silence of good people. And uh, and I have a feeling y'all are with us, but those who think they can just ignore this and it'll go away, you're wrong. I'll bet Biden and and Kamala have to get on the right side of this before the election. I think you're 100% correct. Which is good. I care more about issues than particular people. Mm -hmm. Um, Having both parties agree that, no, this can't continue uh, would be a good thing. And everybody has cover, and so every mayor and governor all over the country, if Biden and Kamala say it's okay, can say, no, we're not going to allow this anymore. The police will go to the restaurant, and you're all going to be thrown in jail. That's just insane. Yep, yep. And, you know, we've we've not mentioned that there are those in the media and in politics who are intentionally whipping up racial hatred and anger 
through wildly distorted uh, statements and, and facts that aren't facts and the rest of it for their own power and ratings. And it's... um. It is really hurling gasoline on the fire. Yeah, how how did every cable news channel not have these videos yesterday? Because most of them, they, know they don't want to be on the wrong side of it. And we kind of agree with the Black Lives Matter. Well, we, they don't want to be targeted. You think they're actually just actually scared? Oh, yeah, yeah. Scared professionally, they'll be canceled, they'll be fired, they'll be run out by the uh, militants in their own newsroom, or they're scared physically or whatever. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You know, you know, it started, and we're running really late, but it's, you know, it goes back to whenever that was a couple of years ago where people are going into a restaurant, you know, inches away from Mitch McConnell's face and screaming at him, and half the country thinking, that's just fantastic. I'm all for that. Yeah. It's just insane. Hmm? I don't know what it's going to take. The, uh, the violence in the cities not even mentioned during the DNC event. Yeah, didn't come up in a week. Just ignoring it. Well, that is that. There's no way that works. There's no way that works for another two months and ten days. Well, you'd have to have an opportunity to ask Joe Biden questions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what? Where do you think this is going? Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As much as you could stay away, I don't blame you. Florida police say a woman pummeled her father due to his repeated flatulence. The dad said he was just testing her sense of smell to make sure she didn't have COVID. I buy it. I think he's being nice. <laughs> wow. Wow. An aggressive scent. Oh, geez. They believe they've solved the mystery of the giant uh, statues on Easter Island. Okay. How they how they got to where they are, since they're way, way, way too heavy to move. Uh, that fascinating note from the world of science coming up. Aliens dropped <laughs> them out of a spaceship. Exactly. Yeah, well, you gave it away. <laughs> uh, listen, briefly on a serious note, back to the previous discussion, um, the professional uh, Marxists and and Perpetrators of violence uh, have descended upon Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now the the BLM protesters, the nonviolent ones, who they have my sympathy. I mean, I disagree with them on a lot of stuff, but they've said, listen, we all go home. I can't remember if it's 10, 1030 at night. Go home. So we're not confused with the professional, uh, you know, perpetrators of violence, which is smart. They ought to do that. But in Kenosha last night, uh, some people defending property um, brandished guns and said, you got to back off. You're not burning this car lot. They, in one case, one of the guys defending the lot was chased down by a mob who tried to beat him. He hung onto his gun and shot several people who were trying to kill him. And one guy who I believe was caught in the crossfire, um, who was actually an ally of his, which happens in gunfights, but... Um, the idea that some of these Marxists have that we can get the sheeple of America to just sit back and they'll take it and they'll take it and they'll take it. We'll beat them down in the streets of Portland. We'll screech at them and assault them in Washington, D.C. restaurants. We'll smash up their stuff. We'll march down their street chanting obscenities and they'll just keep taking it. I I got news for y'all. No, they won't. And the authorities in these cities, had better step up and do their jobs because the people will do it for themselves. 
And y'all aren't going to like how that ends. All right, enough of that. Giant statues? I saw the video of it. Do you have more on that or what? Oh, no. No, I was just going to say, you know, listening to you talk, and it's a tiring time to be alive. And I was thinking, why don't I just watch this video I came across of a wolf puppy pulling a cat around in a cardboard sled? That's what I need to do more more of my time. Did not see that coming. If I'm trolling through Twitter, I need to spend more time on cute pets, babies. Little kids dancing? Little kids dancing. Sure. More of that. So, how they move those gigantic Maori Maui, uh, statues across Easter Island, a mystery that's tantalized science for many days, Leave perhaps Maori? a year. Uh, yeah, maybe this is a misprint. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, we'll have that for you, plus some... The libertarian candidate for president said something that I won't have. Who now? Yeah, there is one. <laughs> nice lady. It's a lady? A lady. Strong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. American Airlines announced yesterday they're going to reduce their workforce by 19,000 employees. Oh, boy. On October 1st, when the CARES Act money runs out, it was assumed that by September 30th, the virus would be under control and air travel would be back to normal. That's obviously not the case. 19,000 employees, and I assume the other airlines will follow suit or something similar. Yeah, Delta announced they were laying off thousands of pilots uh, just a couple of days ago, I believe. And, of course, all those people aren't flying and staying in hotels and eating at restaurants and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, boy. Yeah. And those uh, restaurants aren't going to be around forever. What what did we read the other day? Yelp thinks that... What percentage was it of restaurants that are now closed are permanently? Very high. That wouldn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. Scary. Uh, so a couple of quick notes before we get to some highlights from the uh, Republican National Convention uh, Zoom call last night. First of all, the uh, the big giant statues on Easter Island. How'd they get them there? It's been a mystery. People have uh, believed that space aliens lifted them around, I guess, or something, whatever. It's It's been such a vexing problem. Here's the answer. If you had a big, nobody uses filing cabinets anymore, but if you had a big, heavy filing cabinet to get across the floor, you had no tools, really, just you. Too heavy to lift. What would you do? Some sort of dolly. Something you else. You don't have a dolly. You have no tools. <laughs> Just you. Egyptian slaves? That... Do I have that? No. You'd rock it back and forth mm. and wiggle it. And a big team of scientists and volunteers took ropes attached to the thing. One team on the left and slightly ahead. One team on the right and slightly ahead. And then a team behind to keep the thing from tipping forward. And they had a replica of one of these gigantic, incredibly heavy statues. And they rocked it. And they moved it. Hmm. They rocked it back and forth. So much for space aliens. (laughs) So just like I got my safe into my closet. Exactly. With your Egyptian slaves. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's see. That takes care of that. There were a number of pretty good speakers last night at the RNC uh, Zoom call. Uh, There's plenty that was just okay, man. That lady who used to be a higher up in Planned Parenthood, yeah, talking about abortion, yeah, that was good. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. It was horrible. Yet it was fabulous. Um, I just, you know, let's stop with the euphemisms and the euphemisms for the euphemisms. 
you want to talk about abortion, let's talk about abortion. That's so, my only request. Right. So I watched Trump. He pardoned the guy that was a gang member his whole life and, uh, you know, criminal and variety of levels and gone to prison and then, uh, you know, found God, comes out, works with young people, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Trump uh, pardoned him right there. And uh, I thought it was really cool. And the guy got all, you know, teary eyed as you would. And, um, I thought it was really cool, but then I was watching it on CNN, and then they immediately went to Anderson Cooper and said, uh, you know, I'm happy for that guy, but obviously a political stunt, very crass, and, you know, and Van Jones jumped in with it. It's just, it's sad that they would use this setting, and so it was... Wow. You can't win. Everything is partisan, so that's just the way it works. The New York Times uh, reporter Kenneth Vogel trying to cancel that uh, pardoned black Christian, John Ponder. Um, Ponder's story is inspirational, he writes on Twitter, but... Should he be endorsing a candidate for president while being identified as the founder and CEO of Hope for Prisoners, which, as a 501c3 nonpartisan nonprofit group, is barred from participating in partisan politics? He wants to know. Are you serious? When you, If you run a charity, you don't give up your First Amendment rights. The guy can't use his 501c3 organization to campaign for Trump, but he can say, I like Trump, he helped me, and the rest of it on TV. That's, that's an insane opinion. Kenneth Vogel needs to shut the hell up. And this was a black guy, I should mention, and that fits in with something Chuck Todd is reporting for Meet the Press today, that the Biden campaign is concerned about the inroads the Trump um, uh, campaign, and particularly this week of the convention, the inroads they're making with black voters. Yeah. There well, have been a lot of powerful black speakers this week. Right, and and Hispanic and and whatever else. Uh, Monday was a knockout night. One of the highlights of yesterday to me was Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who is a, I think he said he was 34. He's the first black attorney general in Kentucky history. 34. Um, great speaker, really enjoyed his speech. He, he evidently was hired to absolutely lay the wood to uh, Joe Biden and to make the point that black America does not vote as a block. We have our own minds. We played you one of those clips earlier. I'd like to hear it again. It's so good. But I want to get to um, to clip 32. This is uh, Daniel Cameron. Joe Biden is a backwards thinker in a world that is craving forward-looking leadership. There's no wisdom in his record or plan, just a trail of discredited ideas and offensive statements. Joe Biden would destroy jobs, raise our taxes, and throw away the lives of countless unborn children. And he is captive to the radical left, a movement committed to cancel culture and the destruction of public discourse. They believe your skin color must dictate your politics. And if you fail to conform while exercising your God-given right to speak and think freely, they will cut you down. Let's go ahead with 33. Let's be honest, no one is excited about Joe Biden. And so I ask you to judge the record. On criminal justice reform, Joe Biden couldn't do it, but President Trump did. On the economy, Joe Biden couldn't do it, but President Trump did build an economy that worked for everyone, especially minorities, and he will do it again. And on immigration, Joe Biden promises more to illegal immigrants than he does to you. But President Trump believes his highest duty is to the American worker. The choice is clear. Then he goes on to make the point, as he did in the the clip that we're discussing, that um, 
the idea that black people all have to vote the same way is profoundly insulting and that black people and white people have to be at each other's throats and that's a good way to be and that's the only way to get justice. He reject, rejects that soundly. It's just it's a shame so few black people will hear his words. Although I'm, I'm sure some did. Who knows? These things move slowly, frustratingly slowly. Political movements and trying to get the truth out to people and whatnot, but it's the way of the world. Um, I mentioned earlier, I, I now... Or you can smash their faces in restaurants, either way. Oh, and we have those videos at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Nobody got their face smashed yet, but protesters going into restaurants in Washington, D.C., almost entirely young white people screaming at other white diners to put their fist in the air to show how they're unhappy that they're white, I guess. Right, and to show that they're with them. Um, you know, we got this note from, uh, we'll just say, uh, Al Anonymous. Uh, ever since the Bolshevik Revolution, the raised fist has been a communist salute. Check out plenty of the old film. Well, yeah. Yep, indeed. You know, it's a sign of defiance or whatever as well, but uh, these are neo-Marxists. They've just changed some of the uh, terminology. That uh, that story I just did about American Airlines laying off 19,000 people. Oof. You know, the idea was with the um, the trillions of dollars... It was even, uh, God, he spoke last night. What's his name? Fox business guy who's now in Trump's cabinet. Cudlow? Cudlow. Uh, Cudlow said at the time that the trillions of dollars were being thrown around that, you know, we're, we're trying to put the economy in a coma until this is over, and then we can bring it back out, and it'll still be, you know, in roughly the same great shape it was right. before. Everybody's still got their employees and everything else. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was a pretty great, you know, metaphor for, you know, what you're trying to accomplish when we all thought this was going to be a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But as businesses like American Airlines realize, this isn't going to be a couple of months. It's mm-hmm. already not been a couple of months. Uh, but our neighbor friend of ours who ran a nail salon sort of place, uh, told my wife ran into her in Target yesterday, and this person who ran the nail salon said, we've just decided to shut down completely. I mean, we'd we'd um, we'd stayed open, and, you know, we got the money, and we're the employees that are getting the, the help and all that. But it's just, you know, we don't know when we're ever going to be able to open. We're further, falling further and further behind. They just decided to shut down. Right. I just, I feel right. like there's going to be an avalanche of that. Big businesses, 19,000 people being laid off by American Airlines, where you just realize, okay, this is much longer than I thought. The money's run out, and uh, we're just closing down. Yep. There's a letter from a nurse, an open letter, that's making the rounds on social media. She says she's been a nurse for 30-plus years um, and, and talks about some of the you know crazy back and forth of COVID policy and, and, and all. But she makes the point that it could take a lot longer to find a successful vaccine than people are talking about. I mean, there's a lot of optimism, but what if not? And this is the part that really got my attention to your point about the economy. Um, now we're advised against in-person school until the second quarter. What if October's numbers are the same as August's? Then what? Move football to spring? What if next March is worse than this March? When do we decide quality of life outweighs risk? We understand this virus can be deadly for some, but so are shellfish, peanut butter, and bee stings. We take risks every day without a second thought. And she makes the point that we've made that if you wanted to have a risk-free world, you would drive 10 miles per hour. Um, but what if March is every bit as bad as July? Then what do we do? Which would be having like a 1,000 deaths a day across the country? That that easily could be the case. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Um 
Uh, my understanding is it's dipped below that, and the trend is decent. But I, I fir- firmly believe it'll just be you know like a, a shallow curve up and down. It'll rise, it'll fall for a while. Um, if we do what we're doing through next March, there will be no economy to die. I mean, we'll have an enormous economic crisis. No infusion of trillions of bucks will solve it. This is the most exhausting year. Oh, please. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes. Yeah. Oh, my new favorite meme. Uh, it was uh, 2020 one star. Uh, cannot recommend. Mm-hmm. Now it's if 2020 were a scented candle and it's a bunch of porta johns on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. It's about right. Um, did you see the one I tweeted out, the, what 2020 has done to Julie Roberts? Oh, <laughs> yes. It's a picture of Steven Tyler. but Of Aerosmith, <laughs> who's pushing like 80, right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> unfair. Yeah. Why, is she Completely in, unfair. why is she coming in for a kicking? The, the only problem I have with the 2020 meme, you know, the, the constant 2020 sucks yeah. thing is, I think you said this yesterday, the, the kind of assumption that, when it's 2021, things will be fine. Fate doesn't have a calendar. No, it doesn't work, you know. And uh, there's a chance we don't know who's president, who won the election come January 1st, 2020. That's a possibility. Sure. Um, there's a chance the vid is every bit as bad. The economy is every bit as bad. The racial tensions, every bit as bad. So, yeah. The breakthrough vaccine actually gives you gonorrhea. Why would anybody listen to this radio show? I don't know. It's terrible. I was just thinking that while I was I'm talking. tuning out. I wouldn't listen to me. Well, let's hear that. We could play the talking monkey again. I could listen to the new Beyonce song. Oh, huh? please. I don't want to hear somebody talking about how awful things are. What the hell? Uh, it's, it's realism. Uh, maybe we ought to go with fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's National Dog Day. How about we just take calls? Tell us about your dog. Tell us about your childhood dog. Old Yeller, he was a fine dog. Uh, it reminds me, my son is reading Old Yeller in school. Ah, classic. You ought to tell him it's a comedy. <laughs> what if I tell him the ending is hilarious? I don't oh, want to oh, give geez. it away. No! No! No bad parenting. That'd be Very a mean bad. thing to do. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that would be so awful. <laughs> What's your favorite song about a dog? Uh, how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> what, what's that Neil Young song? Uh, King? Talking about his hound dog, King? I think so, yeah. Best old hound dog I ever did. No. B-I-N-G-O is a good one. Oh, boy. I don't think Bingo. you take me seriously. I-N-G-O. Man, when you got to all spaces, that was uh, just... Uh, all clapping. Highlight of first grade right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> National Dog Day, don't you know? Well, as the city's burned in 2021, we'll need to remember back to those good times. Oh, God. Nobody's <laughs> mentioning hound dog? Elvis. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, there Pretty you good go. tune. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, it's actually uh, about a uh, a person. But I hate it when people tell me songs aren't about what they're what they're what they are about to me. I don't care what somebody well, no, thought they were about. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. It's not. It's not a song about it's a, a dog, dog song to me. No, it's it's, it's, it's simpleton. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Beyonce dropped the music video for Brown Skin Girl featuring her daughter, Blue Ivy. This is a rough way to find out I didn't get the part. 
You know, and I'm not auditioning for her anymore. It's always going to Blue Ivy. It's humor there. Hmm. Um, I have good news for people who are worried about whether or not Jerry Falwell Jr. would land on his feet. It looks like he is going to get a $10 million payout as he resigns as president of Liberty University. Wow. You can get your kink on and get $10 million bucks for it? I'm so, in the wrong line of work. So uh, people of a certain age, like me, you grew up with his dad, Jerry Falwell, being a big deal in politics. He was the kind of a, the face of one of the main faces of the evangelical community. The founder of the Mor- Bible. Moral Majority, I believe, big activist group. Right, and, uh, and, and ran Liberty University there, and, and uh, regularly candidates, uh, Republican candidates would go speak there and all that sort of stuff, and you needed to get his blessing if you wanted to get that vote and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his son, Jerry Falwell Jr., is, 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 is 58 years old, has since been running the, uh, the establishment. And a uh, sex scandal broke. What, it started last week when he got, what did he get, caught masturbating? Or there was a picture of him with uh, something? He, he and his, uh, his wife's assistant were posed there with their pants open. Nothing was exposed. It was just odd. Yeah, I saw that picture. There was another thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It all kind of snowballed. Mm. Um, and apparently he he led a bit of a kinky life. And then a bunch of other stories have come out since the very first one came out last week. With the uh, the most recent being that um, his wife was having an affair with their pool boy at the... Ah, uh, classic. Was, was it an affair? Affair implies like secret and on their own, right? They were fornicating. I don't know what the actual definition of affair is, um, but she was having sex with the pool boy, and um, uh, at his uh, at his suggestion, actually, they'd met back in 2012. The pool boy um, met him at a party, I guess, and he the pool boy was flirting with some guys, and uh, and Jerry Falwell's Jr.'s wife went over and told the pool boy, um, who became their pool boy. Uh, told the young man that uh, the, these young women are, have no experience. Uh, and you said that he was flirting with guys. Flirting with girls, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, right. Flirting with young women. And um, uh, I get my pronouns wrong. Um, uh, I so, thought he was bi as well. So, it's so, already kinky enough. So Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife, who's uh, you know in her 40s at that time. Attractive gal. And she is an attractive gal. Yeah. She sees a young uh, studly dude at a get-together flirting with young women. She walks up to him and says... Um, uh, these these young women, they don't know what they're doing. You need an experienced woman like myself. Within hours, they have sex. Ah. Um, bingo, bango, bongo. She mentions to the, who, who ends up being their pool boy, that my husband would like to watch. And so then that goes on, according to, according to the pool boy, Yes, that goes on for, up until recently, uh, for the next eight years. Now, the wife and husband... Uh, admit the affair uh, was going on. She was having sex with this dude. They are denying that he was watching. I guess they feel like that would be too kinky for the evangelical community. Mm. I mean, there's always the possibility that it wasn't happening, but I don't know. I've I've read the descriptions from the uh, the pool boy. They seem pretty legit and detailed, and like not in, at all. You know, it just sounds like he's just telling the story. Of what it's happened. pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem doesn't seem like he's got a lot to gain here. Or anything Old like Junior that. resigned then. Reneged his resignation and then resigned again. And now we're finding out he's getting ten million dollars on the way out the door. I wonder Ooh, if that there ain't a door I wouldn't go out of for ten mil, please. I, I wonder if that resigning over the weekend, then unresigning, then resigning again was part of the. How much am I getting as I leave here? Oh, don't bring any more embarrassment upon us. How much do you need to get out of here? Yeah, and or there was a clause somewhere, and his lawyer said, you know, you're kind of in violation of that clause. 
So he unresigned and applied a little now, more pressure. Uh, it's you know it's interesting. Um, I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me if he and his wife, if that's what their thing is. You know, I don't personally. I don't care. Mr. President, watch me. <laughs> I realize it doesn't fit in with a lot of their uh, their teachings. Oh yeah, the lefties are delighted to find a conservative Christian being a flaming hypocrite. Uh, but you know, that's pretty. It would seem that he is. That's a pretty <laughs> wild lifestyle. Yes, it is, and fraught with dangers. It's amazing they kept it up for that long. That's a lot of years. That's what she said. Hey. Hey, now, skimming my love. And I'm his, trying to come up with the name of the romance novel. And his, <laughs> his penalty, while I'm sure there's a great deal of embarrassment, and you know he's stepping down as president of the university that you know is beloved and his dad was there and all that sort of stuff, he's walking out the door with $10 million, and I imagine he had quite a bit of money to start with. Right. So. Well, you can accuse me of anything you want if I get $10 million at the end of it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, anything. <laughs> and, and if you can't come up with something good enough, I'll help. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.